Welcome to the Broke Entrepreneur Welcome Podcast. Back. Broke Entrepreneur. I always slip over myself when I say that. It's Broke Entrepreneur Podcast. Yes, it is. Um, I'm your host, Chach. This is my co-host. AC. Look at him. Yes, yeah, man. In today's episode, we're going to talk about books, and you got two case studies. Yes. You're going to talk about, right? I got, I'm going to talk about two case studies. Okay. And I'm going to talk about the book that we left you guys with last time. That yeah, we didn't talk man. About. Everybody's been waiting. Listen, yeah. it's been, what, about a month? Almost a month. It's been three weeks. Uh, Yeah, man. I don't know if you guys missed us, but uh, if you did, that's cool. It's great. We're glad you cool. care. Um, And if you if you didn't miss us, um, that means you at least paid attention to the podcast. Yeah. You watched some episodes. Yeah. So that's cool, too, man. Yeah. Thanks for the luck. Appreciate it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, man, um, let's get into these books. No, 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 no. Let's not get into these books because it's been a minute. It's been a minute. We got to catch people over there. Let's, let's get into, uh, what's been going on with you? Let's do like a segment. What's been going on with you? Okay. And then it comes across the screen like, yeah, like, da, da, da. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) what's going on with you? Oh man, it's been a crazy past few weeks. Yeah, Um, man. Been some ups, been some downs. Uh, just had a, a meeting. You were you were even present for the meeting. It was like five minutes ago, y'all. Yeah, we just had a. I just had a meeting. Um, it didn't sound like it was a good meeting. It was not a good meeting. Um, it was a meeting with a a sales executive from a professional sports team. Okay. Uh, won't mention the team. Won't mention the executive. Keep that off the air. Uh, but he was being a dick. He's been a dick. Um, Why, man? I don't know, but he opened up the whole conversation with being a dick. He's like. It's like, hey, um, you know, people are people need to stop being fake and inauthentic. It's like we can tell people being fake and inauthentic. And I'm like, okay, mm. who starts off a conversation like that? I felt like I felt like he was attacking you. Yeah, he was just like I felt like he was being attacked. And so uh He was talking I, about you. Yeah. And I was just keeping my composure <laughs> and I was like, yo, um I I want information. Like I'm actually here to learn. Like this mm-hmm. is really what I'm doing. Like, I have no interest in a job, and I'm not trying to sell you anything. I really want to learn okay. from someone who's been in this position. Mm-hmm. And he's been doing this for over a decade, you know, working for a professional team. And it's, so I'm like, okay, cool. He probably just thought you were some chump, man, just trying yeah. to get some information or pull a fast one on him. He's like, yo, I'm in the game. I've yeah. been in the game for a while now. He's, that's exactly you what know. he was trying to do. Like, impose, like, you know, I've been doing this for a while. You know, I know all the, I know mm-hmm. all the sales tricks. And he keeps... He keeps low key insulting my intelligence mm. and saying that I'm fake or inauthentic, but trying to do it in a suave way. Okay, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna keep my composure. You did good, man. Like I've dealt with people way worse than this, right? Uh, so let me just keep my composure. He's very short with his answers. Okay, um, asking him for you know tips and information on how to like move maneuver through the space. He picked up on the word maneuver and made something was a bad word. Like, oh, that's not a that's not a bad it's word. Like, he's like maneuver. Hmm. Like what? What did that even mean? What like you said, I adapt and I adjust. Yeah, he was like, what he's like, like that. Maybe not. He, he's like, I hate when people say I just want to get my foot in the door. Mm-hmm. And I told him like three times, I am not trying to sell you anything, and okay. I am not looking for a job. Apparently, that's what happens to these people all the time, and so they just automatically become very dismissive. But I've never had anyone become this dismissive off the bat. Real quick, like I've talked to executives from several professional teams from the Lakers from the Clippers, from the Chargers, from the okay. Rams. And these people are like, oh, hey, like, what's up? What's going on? I tell them straight up, hey, not trying to sell you anything, not looking for a job. I really am only looking for information because I don't know where I'm going to move with my business in the future. 
and I just want to learn. And yeah, can, I get a, and build, can I get some tips? Some tips and okay. build my relationships organically. And these people have given me their personal cell phone numbers. I don't, I don't abuse them. Mm-hmm. I only hit them up like, hey, just to like let them know that you're still, you know, in their in their circle. Like, okay, any events you guys have going on, I can come out. And how show can some I help? Support. Yeah, how mm-hmm. can I help? Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to learn. But this guy was just being a fucking dick. Yeah. So they say it proud, man. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay, cool. I know how this conversation is going to end. Okay. I budgeted, you know, ten to fifteen minutes for the conversation, and I ended the conversation exactly twelve minutes. Like, this is. It was a waste of my time. It was probably a waste of his time because he came into it with a different, you know, thought process. Like, I'm, this guy is just trying to sell me or he's right. secretly looking for a job. If you, he even offered to, he's like, yo, he's like, if you're, he's like, I can help, I can recommend you to some other people if you're trying to get a sales job. And I'm like, I'm not looking for a sales job. That's not what I, I said. I hate sales jobs. Okay. Like, I would lose my mind. All I'm doing is sitting at a desk, picking up a phone. Hey, do you want to buy this? Hey, me too, man. Buy this? Hey, do you want to buy hey, this? Hey, like, I used to have a job. I used to do that. Yeah. I did that for three days at uh LA Fitness. Remember that? We talked I, about that in the pop yeah. in the last uh in another episode. Another yeah. podcast episode. I, Listen, man. So uh, go true. back and watch that episode. Yes. I don't I don't remember which one it was. Um, but it was one of them. So watch them all. Yeah, watch. So listen, listen to them all. Say some 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 way I find a way to get that in there. Yeah. You see how I do that? I see how you do it. And I've, <laughs> I've, had, I've had other sales jobs too. And I realized like the longest sales job I ever had was a month. Like I've always quit the sales jobs and like I can't do it. Because it's like I don't care about getting shut down. It's just I'm not yeah. pr- I'm just not proud of whatever it is that you're trying to I'm selling. That's what it is. And that, that's why I quit in three days because I wasn't I wasn't proud on how they wanted me to sell. Yeah. It's like they wanted to like like throw down people's throat, right? Just throw it down, man, and like I can tell that most people didn't want this and they were just kind of like, uh, I'll get it just because this guy seems nice or this guy won't leave me alone. And like, I don't want to do business like that. Yeah. I want to sell a product I believe in. Right. Yeah. And I did it. I didn't. No, no, no disrespect to them. Right. In that company. Right. But, uh, it wasn't for me. Yeah. It wasn't for me. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I had, I, I sold ad space. For the biggest Muslim website in the world, yeah, I'm not even Muslim. The only the, I what I did, I do that. <laughs> I know, right? Because uh, it's just selling ads. But it was what was mm. what was dope, right? Was the boss was chill. Okay, like he was chill. The staff was chill. It was just I just didn't have it in me. I didn't know you did that. I, yeah, it, was, it, lasted, that? it lasted a week. It was um my second to last year in college. Okay. Um, lasted a week because like I was just calling people all day. That's crazy. That aren't Muslims during a time where it's still pretty close to like pe- the the energy in the United States. It, it's like, right. people against Muslim, even though I wouldn't feel right about that. Yeah, like I don't, I don't mind. I have a ton of Muslim friends, so it doesn't bother me that I'm selling ad space for a Muslim website. Yeah, but you feel you're selling ad space to what companies at what space or what? Well, I'd say the biggest client for that website was Bank of America, right? This this is the biggest Muslim website in the world. Okay. Like, Muslims visit this website every day. It's a positive, uplifting. Oh, website. okay. It's a good thing. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. see, that's that's what I'm saying. Like even that connotation where right. you took it as I did. probably being negative. I did, but it's not negative. It's just that's why that's why it was so hard because you're picking up the phone and you're telling people you're selling ad space, calling these companies, mm-hmm. and like, oh, what's the website about? And you tell them it's you know the number one Muslim website in the world, and they're just like, click, um, click. It's like, 
I have zero issue. I have tons of Muslim friends. Right. Like you're trying to do a good thing. Yeah. And it's like okay, it's so negative. Like yeah, so negative. You're hearing all this negative feedback and all this energy, and it's like Muslims are just people who have a different religious belief than you do. Like yeah, that's they it. look at you know their extremists the same way we look at our extremists. Right. So yeah, but most people do feel some negative way. Yeah. Right, some type of way, but. Yeah. So that's that's what's been going on with me. Don't want to okay. dive too far down that rabbit hole. Yeah, man. Uh, but what's been going on with you? What's going on with me? Yes. Do the little uh, do the little uh, sound effects. <laughs> yeah, man. We gotta we gotta get a new one. We gotta get a new one of those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's going on with me? What's going on with me? Listen, check this out. Um, I'm moving. Okay. I'm gonna be moving. Salutes. Actually, today will be the day I find out if I move or not. Okay. You know, and if uh, if things go well, I'm going to be moving closer to you, man. <laughs> Coming deeper into Orange County. Yeah, man. I want to, me and my wife, uh, we want to move closer to the beach. Yes, sir. You know, and uh, experience uh, another part of Orange County that we haven't really experienced out here in our three years. Okay. Right? So that's that's good stuff, right? Um, I uh, got all the documents for my fitness business. That's what's up. Right? Um, I need to go down to the Orange County Clerk office and file that and pay my fees and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, my fitness business will be coming soon. Nice. We I talked mean, about that in another podcast. Yeah, okay. check that one out, too. Still doing okay. it old school? Still going in person to file business paperwork? That's cool. Yeah, man. I just I feel good about that. I get a folder. <laughs> I get to put with my other folders. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Um... My uh, one of my biggest clients, my only client right now, resigned for That's another month, and I was. It's funny because I was in the process of like completely like not fishing for clients anymore. Like I'm like I'm, whatever happens happens. I'm out of the game. I don't really want to do uh, digital marketing anymore. I just want to train people and make courses. Uh, we talked about that, yes, sir. Um, and then it's funny. It's like right when I was like making the decision. I got a new client, and then I had three other leads hit me up and want to do business. That's right, so it's like, man, it's like tug of war pulling me back and forth. Like, uh, should I stay in? You know, stay in the marketing space and do that, yeah. or um, really go one hundred into my fitness business? So I'm kind of torn right now. Okay, you know, because uh, you know, the marketing business still pays me, yes. right? <laughs> still pays the bills. <laughs> you know, so that's that's where I'm at right now, man. So maybe in a, uh, our next episode, whenever that is, don't want to promise nothing. <laughs> no promises. Uh, yeah, well, I, I can give you an update. I can give you guys an update. Give you guys an update and what happens. I really, I really want to get into the fitness business. I've already started building funnels, uh, learning like really detailed stuff about exercise programs, and I'm really, really excited about the nutrition stuff. Meal plans specifically coming out. Okay. Yeah, man, because I love that stuff. So, yeah, so that's what's going on with me. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so back to me. So let's uh, get into today's topic. Um, books. Books. books We're going to talk about books. Yeah. And your two case studies. case studies from business school, yeah. Hey, check this out, man. Uh, I hated books growing up. I loved them growing up. Yeah, man. Uh, opposite now. I was on Hooked on Phonics. 
Yeah, man. It's actually not a joke. Yeah, that's not a joke. <laughs> it's actually on Earth on Fridays. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I would get attacked after this episode. People were like, he's making fun of me. I was that guy. I was actually that guy. Yeah. Right? So, man, I didn't like books, man. I didn't like to read. I didn't like, I especially didn't like to. Remember when you was in, in school and the teacher yeah. used to call you, right? And you got to uh, read out loud? Yeah. That was the most terrifying thing on the planet for me. It's so opposite for me. I was right? like, yeah. I was like, no, I used to like try to hide. And now I feel like I will be the first one to get picked. <laughs> so they can sense, oh, he doesn't want to read. You know, and I was that guy. Well, anyways, fast forward, boom, five years ago, I really got into books, man. I really got into books, man. And I just started reading a bunch of shit. And I was like, I feel like I missed out. I feel like I really missed out, man. You know? And uh, now, man, I got a bookshelf with books. I got books on my my iBook. I got books everywhere. Okay. Okay. I got ebooks. Gotcha. I got a bunch of ebooks on my computer. Okay. And my old computer. I'm just reading stuff all the time, man, because I love to read. I love to read now. I missed out. But anyways, so with that said, I have three books okay. that I would like to share, man. Three books I feel like um, changed my life. Most of these books are about business. Um. Yeah, man. So I want to share those books. It's dope. Yeah. Wait. You got one book, two one case book, studies. Two case studies. Uh, we should just kind of go back and forth. Yeah, let's do it that way. Okay. So okay. we're not both just talking forever. <laughs> okay, listen. I'll give my favorite book last. The one that had like the biggest impact. So yeah, make y'all wait for the book that influenced my life. That I last. recommend. That you recommend. That we'll, I recommend. We'll make, see? we'll make that one last. So they have to say that's stay crazy. Tuned in. Look, you go from the you go from the the guy who couldn't read to recommending the genius a book. I'm not a genius, but I'll take it. Yeah, man. <laughs> and I came a long way. <laughs> okay, so check this out. My first book. It's actually right here for the people that are watching. It's called Dot Com Secrets. Dot com secrets. That book goes super hard, right? If you're looking to start an online business, right? And I think in business uh, as a whole, just the marketing, the psychology behind this book is amazing. It's funny because two years ago, I paid a hundred dollars to talk to my mentor, my fitness mentor, on the internet for thirty minutes, right? And I told him a bunch of stuff. You know, I'm doing this. I had an e-commerce store at the time. Here, my e-commerce yeah. store. And he was like, yo, listen, you're doing too much, bro. And you need to read these two books. He said one of them was Dot Com Secrets. The other one was Product Launch by Jeff Walker. Two years go by. Didn't mm -hmm. read any of those books. Okay. And then I picked up Dot Com Secrets. This was like, uh, I don't know, six months ago. Okay. Right? I read the book. I was like, Wow. Everything you need to know about building uh, a system, funnels, to get sales. Kind of reading off my notes here. Um, it helps you really understand the psychology behind sales, funnels, and the position that you want to put yourself in to give people what they want, okay. you know, without being like a sleazeball, right? Gotcha. So um, anyways, after reading that book, I'm like, wow, like all the mistakes that I made in those two years, so funny. It was because I didn't read that book. It was crazy, man. So, like, 
anybody who's out there listening, who's in business, you gotta get this book. You can get it for free, actually. Um, I think you, there's a link somewhere. You can go on Google, type in .com secrets, books for free, and I think they make you pay for shipping or something like that. Probably. Did you read the book? I did. Yeah. Okay. So you know what's up. You know how yeah. powerful it is. It's a really good book. Yeah. I like think that was uh, me going down the space when I was leaving the business for world of business books and going into people who are more practical. Like yeah. They're actually doing it hands on. It's not just theoretical. Mm-hmm. So it's not just some guy you know who's being paid two hundred thousand dollars a year who used to do great business in the eighties and now writing a book in the two thousand. It's like. Is it really practical for this time? Mm, yeah, it talked a lot so, about old marketing yeah. and new marketing. It's, right? Yeah, some of the old stuff still works. Yeah, some of the old stuff still works. And it talks about how some of the old stuff still works, but we're in a different age now. Yeah. And if you don't get with it, you're going to get lost. Yeah. Right? It also talks about branding yourself, branding yeah. your business, you know, and the way to go about it. So it's like, it's kind of like the blueprint of getting started, man, just like period. Like if you're trying to get started selling something or uh, you have a service-based business, like you got to get that book, read that book. Yeah. Uh, people so, would people would back me up, man. I know they would, man. There's a lot of funnel hackers out there. <laughs> <laughs> Most people don't know what that means, but uh, they do. So, yeah, man, that was, that was one of my books. Let's go to your case study, man. Let's bounce back and forth. Perfect. Like volleyball, so, I guess. Serve, set. All right, cool. Um, nope. <laughs> so the first case study I'm gonna dive into is a uh, Zipcar. Um, I want to say the woman's name was Robin. I'm not 100 percent sure because I don't have my notes in front of me and I didn't do a lot of research before you this. Some notes, man. I got I notes. Should, I should. I gotta get one of those because my laptop is hideous and I don't want to put it up here. You should put it up there. Um, but yeah. So the Zipcar case study really stood out to me and it also helped me with my own personal business. What is this? So in the zip zip car is you know a service where uh basically you don't have to own a car you could just you know rent a car and they're like like specific pickup spots like oh there's a car parked oh, here I yeah. can go go to this okay. car unlock this car and then drive this car around and park it back at the same spot I heard of that right instead of going to a whole rental car service place you just kind of pick it up on the street yeah so great business idea um and it was a uh, two women who started this company and one woman was doing all the work and the other woman was kind of just sitting back chilling she had her connections but she wasn't really doing much and the other woman was i think one of her name was robin was going out there all the business meetings handling everything every time she was getting funding she was only diluting her own equity she wasn't diluting her partner's equity and her partner was kind of just chilling um long story short uh she ends up with like a very small percentage of owning this company, this super successful idea, okay. company gets acquired. Mm-hmm. One woman who barely did anything makes a ton of money, and she makes a little bit of money. Wow, she did all the work. Yeah. Uh, so what that taught me in my business was to learn to know when to get rid of people. Yeah. Right. So everybody can be a great friend, but they may not be a good business partner. And knowing how to separate business from friendship and business mm-hmm. from personal great. So a, a situation very early on in my business. We had a guy on our team uh, who was a seasoned vet in the in the business world, senior executive at a big tech company, um, connections, money, everything you would like love to know about, like on paper to okay. have on your you know on your business, on your part roster. of your business, on your roster. Like this guy has done it. 
like he was useless to us. Like he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. Or he, he, didn't do anything. he would. He was. I mean, like I said, it's nothing personal. Mm-hmm. It was that he had to take care of his family. Like he's married. He has kids. He can't really dive into the business the same way we were diving into the and business. And he had other stuff going on too. Yeah, he has other stuff going on. Yeah. So we're like, yo, okay, if you can't be there, you can't go all in. in person, you got kids. Yeah, can't go. If you can't go it all in, you say. know, you can at least you know put up some of the money, you know. And he was like, oh, I can't waste with the money. I'm strapped for cash. I'm like, oh, like, cool. And we're gonna have to dilute your equity because if you're not putting in time and you're not putting in money, you know. You know, he was like, he was like, okay, I understand that, like, completely understand. Um, let's just, you know, convert me to an advisor, mm. right? So I'll still be part part of the company. You guys can still use my name, my leverage to move the company, and but I'll be an advisor. Yeah. He wanted to be an advisor but keep the same level of equity. No, is he? Is what? he still around? No, it's been gone for years. Oh, I, I never even seen. Never guy. seen him. Never met him. Nobody will know his name. Okay. Um, but it's like. You want to be an advisor, right? Advisors get like one to two percent, you know, max. Like you're right. probably getting a quarter percent. You want to keep a third of the company to just be an advisor. Like, what's what world is this? Mm. And so, just going through that that zip card, tying it back to the zip card case study is like, did you did you read the zip card first? Yes. Before I'm going through that, so we read the zip card, and so, so we, you was like, I seen this. Before. You see the writing coming, right? <laughs> and so you're only a few months in, and you're like. I can see this. I know mm. what's happening, and I'm not gonna let it continue to go down. So, so hey, you know, we're gonna have to part ways. Nothing personal, uh, but you know, our the business ties in here, mm-hmm. and so that's where we we're able to, you know, you know, basically get rid of it, get rid of the problem very early on. We didn't want to drag it out, and you know, because you know how much media attention that we got for this business. Like my name is plastered all over the internet. Right. So he would have had his name and photo plastered all over the internet. He didn't do anything. Yeah. So he would have like, been pissed. Pissed. So yeah. I'm like, let's cut this now. So that's what that case study taught me. Hey. So yeah. So then you read that case study because hey, if you didn't read that case study, you would have just let him linger around. He'd still be around. Nah, I feel like you would have wised up. You're a wise man. I would have figured it out. You would have figured, figured it out eventually. A little the bit case, faster the, from the case study. The case study definitely helped though. Okay. So let's uh let's back, back to, to me, you. man. Back to me. Back Here, to listen, book number two for me. Okay. This book changed my life, man. Okay. How did it uh, change your life? It changed okay, like this book it's about business but not about business. It's more about a mindset. Okay, you wanna know what this book is? What's the name of this book? This book is called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Ah. Right? A lot of people heard about this book. I've heard of it. A lot of people in business heard about this book. Yeah. Uh, some people haven't heard about this book. Anyway, audio book. Um, actually, the first time I heard about this book was through the audio book, all the way through, and then I bought the book. Okay. Yeah, man. So I can make notes. Yeah. So, so anyways, this book why it's so powerful to me is because it it was for the first time it taught me the concept of poor mindset and a wealthy mindset. I was like, what does that mean, right? Yeah. What does that mean? I thought I thought wealthy people or rich people are just rich, and they just pass their money down, right? You know, uh, which does happen. It happens a lot. Okay. And then I thought poor people were just poor because, you know, we were poor. You know, I grew up not necessarily poor, but kind of poor. We were poor. You know, you know we wasn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't live in my car when I was a kid. That wasn't until I was older. <laughs> and that was only for two weeks. 
just to clarify that. There's, there's levels of there's levels of poverty. There's levels of poor. Yeah, man. Um. Anyways. Uh. Yeah, man. So it taught me the difference between assets and liabilities, and I've like never heard of that term ever before. Okay. And like, I'm already like at this time like I don't even know, bro. Like twenty seven, right? And yeah. I'm just like, yo, for for all this time in my adult life, I've yeah. never heard of this. I didn't hear about this in when I was in college and dropped out. I didn't hear about this when I was in high school. I didn't hear about this when I went to my little medical tech school. Yeah. You know, I didn't hear about I didn't hear about this at all. So I didn't have any assets. I didn't know what it means, right? I had only liabilities. So when I heard this concept of like, oh, gaining assets, gaining assets, gaining something that will make you money without have, without being there all the time, right? Without being at a job, right? Yeah. Something similar to uh, like uh, real estate, right? Like okay. buying a house and then the, the house makes you money because someone's written, written it out. I was like, what? Okay. I, I've heard people do that. But I didn't know that was called an asset. You know what I'm saying? So little things like that, right? I thought that my car was an asset. You know, my car was not an asset. It's not an asset. Right? Um, Some cars are assets. If it's like a, you know, 1964 rare something. Classic, yeah. Right, classic. Off, yeah. Or, you know, those cars where they release like, what, like 20 in the world? Yeah. Or something like that. Um, Those can be assets. Anyways, so I started to it, it basically it it completely flipped my mindset of of spending just spending money just to spend money. Yeah. Right? I started saving money. I started I started buying courses because I felt like that was investing in myself, right? And I became valuable and I created uh businesses or created yeah. uh opportunities where I made more money by investing in myself. Yeah. Right? So if I didn't read that book, I would have probably, I don't know, still just spending money just for no reason. Just every single year, you know, every single year, you get your taxes, and then you just blow it all. Yeah. Right? I used to do that since I, since I started working at uh, 18. Just get my taxes, blow it all. Get financial aid, blow it all. Right? Yeah. When I get my check, blow it all. I would just spend all of my money. I would save nothing. I would invest into nothing. But when I read this book... I was like, wow, okay, so it's it's not really a secret why the rich are rich. They're just, they're able to put off, uh, what is it? I'm butchering this quote, you know I am. <laughs> they're able to put off, uh, um, what is it, current pleasures for future gains. Yes, that right? is huge. Yeah, so like, I was like, what, what does that mean? Right, but after reading that book, I know what that means. Yeah. So that's what I do now, man. Like, uh, I save money. I buy books because it's an investment. Yeah. I buy courses. Uh, I start businesses. You know? Um, so I spend a lot of money, but to make money. Gotcha. I've never understood that concept until I read this book. That's dope. Right. I'm glad it had that effect on you. Yeah, man. It changed my life. It changed my life, man. So listen, if you haven't read that book, check that book out. That yeah. book is amazing. I don't agree with all the things in the book, but me the, the, the concept of the book, uh, yeah, man, that's what's up. It's dope. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm glad I got to share that with you guys and you too. I don't know if you ever knew that. I didn't know that. Yeah, man. 
Yeah. I might read that book again. Why <laughs> <laughs> have that effect on you, man? That's yeah, dope. man. Yeah, man. Um, back to you, man. You got yeah. another case study. I do have another case study. And then after that, we got the big shebang. Yeah. I've been trying to, I've been waiting for this for a minute. Yeah. yeah. So, um, the next case study is actually a case study I did. I wrote this case you study. You wrote this? I wrote this case you study. You did that? Yes. With your hands? With my hands. Okay. My, my fingers on the keyboard. I believe it. So, um, <laughs> this next case study that I did was, was I wasn't just myself. It was with uh, two other people um, in business school. And this case study was for Spotify. Spotify. For Spotify. That fucks with Spotify. So, not only was this case study for Spotify. Okay. We had to deliver this case study to Spotify executives. Mm. So... How long ago was this? This was uh 2015. This is before they like super blew up. This is before they like right when they were hitting that that transition. Okay. And there's there's a few things I'm gonna touch on because this is a very uh, touch it powerful um case study, right? So okay. I'll take it back even before um the, I wrote the case study or we I helped put together the case study. Teach me something. So I actually went to interview for Pandora. So I got in, I got an interview from Pandora. I was in business school, um, but I wasn't, you know, done with it. I was still in the middle of business school. So Pandora has a job opening. I apply for the job opening, get brought in for an interview. Uh, the guy sees that I have my startup listed on my resume. So he asked me about my startup, asked me a few questions. Like, yes, yeah, what I'm working on is a business school project. Don't know how it's going to turn out, but, you know, I'm hoping we get funded. So... He says, oh, so what would happen uh, if your your company got funded? I'm like, I would leave. Mm. Like, just flat out honest. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, oh, yeah, I would stick around. Like, if my my company gets funded, why am I going to stay yeah, most people at a regular job? That. So I'll give you an honest answer. So he kind of cut the interview short. But before he cut the interview short, uh, he asked me some questions on what I had, like, if I had any recommendations for Pandora. Okay. And I told him, like, hey, Pandora is really dope. I guess, like, I use it all the time. I used to. I used to love Pandora, right? Yeah. Uh, best it still to me has the best radio um i think i think it did have the best radio i think it i don't know if it still does uh you know who listened to pandora not yeah but i do remember man, off, yeah. when you used to like and dislike you used to put things in order man playlist used to be fire fire right because it, it, it was like actually you know the algorithm was improving what you were listening to yeah um and then so i don't know what happened to Apple. Gave them some, yeah, me either. So, <laughs> gave them some recommendations on, uh, on what I thought. I was like, one, you should have tiered pricing, right? Uh, because your profession, their professional version at that time, I think was like nine ninety nine a month or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it didn't really give you anything dope besides no ads. Yeah, no ads and like a little bit better like audio quality. Okay. But Spotify at the time, uh, was bringing everything more social, and like if you could, if you pay for the pro version, you could download playlists and albums to your phone yeah and that, that was like that's dope that's right? super dope so i had spotify and i had pandora at the same time but i was still rocking more with pandora because it just pandora's radio was like it was dope like Everybody always was. play the right song at the right time and that's what we knew we knew yeah. pandora yeah so fast forward to this class right so this class we were responsible for a um an industry so we chose the industry of uh radio online radio and so we did a bunch of different um, studies on all these different um, radio online radio companies, and we said Spotify, even though they're they're behind Pandora right now, 
Spotify is going to win the industry, mm. right? And this is why. Oh, right about that. Yeah, and it's like because Spotify is actually following social media 2.0. Like it's not just you yeah, listening man. to radio; it's you being able to, you know, put your own music as an artist up there, so you can discover new artists. Like if I'm a independent artist, I don't need to go the traditional route. I can put my own music on there, right? You okay. can. So that discovery was like huge, right? Because they weren't pay- playing nobody artist on, uh, on Pandora at the time. Like right. I discovered, you know, all these dope artists that I had never heard of on Spotify, and like we're just putting t- we put together a case study of all our different recommendations for Spotify, yeah. and we delivered it to them, and a lot of the stuff got implemented. So I'm like, man, this feels, this feels good, right? Because even yeah. even if they were already working on it, they really didn't need to hear from us. Yeah. It still felt good delivering a case study That's to dope. Spotify executives and a lot of stuff that we recommended actually put into it. And do you see something of yours in there? Um, I'd say the the biggest thing I see was <laughs> was definitely like um, expanding on the discovery, right? Okay. Like so, being able to find new artists that are actually related to what you're listening to, like Apple. You said is that. terrible. Yeah, we put that in our case study. Okay. So um, collectively, yeah. So Apple's version of that, you get a bunch of songs that aren't related to what you actually want to listen to. So yeah. it sucks. Yeah, that uh, happens. Pandora, they weren't really putting like indie artists in there. There was all professional artists, mm. and they were like pushing. Since they were pushing an agenda for like certain professional artists, all right? But you were getting like dope indie artists that you had like never heard of before. Like, yo, who is this? Hey, I, I probably got most of like my artists I never even heard of probably from yeah. Spotify. Yeah. I still See, listen to them on, on uh, I got Apple now. Yeah. You know, I usually listen to Apple just because uh, I feel like I'm logging into it. my Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just right there. Right? But like, this is a lot of, I listen to a bunch of different music yeah. and I don't know, I, got, I feel like I got that from Spotify. Yeah. You know? And maybe from the help of you and your team. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, so yeah, yeah. I guess my biggest takeaway from this case study is. One company um, was very understanding of the the way things were changing, where they were moving, and Pandora, which was Spotify, and then Pandora was very rigid. And even interviewing for the company, classic, like, the guy dismissed you know some of the ideas that I had. He's like, "Yeah, we're not gonna lower our prices. Does mm. it make sense? Like, we're doing fine with the way the prices are now. We're doing fine with the way these things are right now." It's like you don't see the future. Like you don't see the big competitor. Like climbing and stealing market share like that's the story of my life and my digital marketing business yeah it's always trying to convince uh business owners that they need you know the internet to thrive and they're just like i don't do that we never did that and it's like their business is going down the tank yeah you know and other businesses they, they caught it they catch it and i don't understand it but i will hire somebody who do and uh and it's taking off yeah, you either right. adapt or you either adapt or die. Like that's what it is. Ooh, yeah. So it's that, even happening right now. It's happening all over the world. You know, Facebook is going up. Prices for ads is going up. Um, bigger companies are starting to catch on. Yeah. You know, and they're starting to put more money into social media. Um, and less money into TV. Yeah. You know. So it's it's going to be a dangerous world for um independent. Uh, companies and independent digital marketers because of that. Right? Like us. Yeah, for us, I, man, I ran an ad the other day and Facebook just drained my money and barely showed it to anybody. That's and I was like, crazy. yo, this is wild. Like, I, I gotta, know. I gotta, you know, we, you gotta learn, you gotta adapt. You gotta adapt. Because they're, they're basically, what they're doing is they want to ensure the 
that their users aren't turned off by a bunch of ads. True. So they're going to put it at a price point where only big companies can afford to market. So well, the business is there too. You know, they know the business is there. People are just going to not not run ads. Yeah. It's going right? to be pricing and, out the little guy. Yeah, and the little guy is going to fall off. That's why, check this out. Being an entrepreneur, you're listening. Um, you just got into the game. You need to go hard right now. Because um, we don't know what it's going to look like in two, three years. You might not be able to listen. Right now, anybody can start a personal brand and they're good at something. They can sell that online. They can make a course. They can make a product. They can sell that. Right? There's people out there that have videos, YouTube videos, about um, eating Cheetos and somehow makes money off of that. (laughs) Right? Just random stuff. That's That's probably not real. Right. But there are people out there that have weird, weird business out there and they're thriving. They're making money off of YouTube they're making money off of their website and so on and so on. But the price of things are going up like and for the little people like me and you who started businesses with what, a thousand to two thousand um, dollars and were able to make, you know, way more in return. Um, I feel like that is starting to die. Yeah. You know, it's definitely starting to die. It's, like. Like it's going, um, it's going like back. It used to be like what, fifty, fifty to a hundred thousand dollars to start a business. You yeah. know, now it's like you know you just need a couple hundred dollars, yeah. right? A couple hundred dollars and a skill and a skill, right? And it's 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 sad. Um, but only thing that's gonna do is it's 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 what it's gonna do is gonna force people to to learn and adapt. Right. Mm. So you're gonna have to learn how to. If you're gonna stay in the same space, like I said, I I, I predict this is just me. Okay. Um, but my my prediction is that Facebook is about to start um losing money mm. because most of their money um comes from the little guys. Okay. Uh, obviously you have the big big companies that behemoths that throw money at marketing because they can't. They're just so big. Um, but small business always you know dominates you know well who's advertising people want to get their business out there get their brands out there it's always a little person that's putting you know everything they have into this business and it's like now it's like okay. it costs 40 percent more to run an ad than it did last year that's crazy man it's wild bro that's it's like crazy. i'm like man like this is crazy i'm watching my money just dwindle and it's not really showing it to anybody i'm like why is this costing so much? I knew they were going to raise their prices, but I didn't really raise their prices that much. Right. So now you got to find different mediums, different avenues. Like the old school ways of marketing are coming back. Uh, you can you can right now go to different websites and market your ads the old way, like banner ads. Okay. You can get you know thousands of impressions for like two cents, twenty five mm. cents, and so I'm noticing a lot of those companies are starting to pick back up. Right. Because people still need to get their ads out there. You still need people to see your stuff. It's just you might not be able to do it on Facebook anymore. You have to go to other websites. That's why it's important to not be a, a what is it, a slave to one to platform. platform. Yeah. You Absolutely. always wanna be somewhat versatile or have an idea of yeah. where the they, this game is about attention. So where are people going? Go where people are going. You know, when you know, but it's kinda like when those Random apps came out like Reddit and like Tumblr. People were like, I don't know that. That's weird. That sounds weird. They didn't go there, but there are people that went there, and now they're winning. Yeah. Right? It's always gonna change. You know, we don't know. Like Instagram might not be around ten years from now. 
So you gotta go somewhere else. So you gotta adjust. You gotta adapt. Facebook, who knows? Well, Facebook might be around for a long time. Yeah. I mean, and Facebook, Facebook owns Instagram, so they might yeah. be around too. Facebook's you know gonna be around though. for a while. I mean, it's not going anywhere. You know um, what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they own they they own a bunch of companies, and they're doing it smart, right? Yeah. So they're not gonna they're not going anywhere. Like it's Amazon, just, he ain't, they just, ain't going nowhere. They're not going nowhere. But I at least I I don't want to dive too much into that because we're gonna go too diverted. Okay. But yeah, there's there's Amazon, the Facebooks, you know, Bezos, Zuckerberg. These guys are smart. These guys are so smart that they'll tell you themselves, like, hey, our companies might not be around, like Facebook, Amazon might not be around in the next 20, 30 years, mm-hmm. but I'm still going to be rich because even if this company fails, I'm already investing in these other companies. Right. Like, that's how you stay, you know, going like those other people that was like, you know, sink with the ship. It's like, that's stupid. Yeah. It's just like they like, have so much <laughs> conviction of like, this is my platform. Everything has a lifespan. No, right? everything, like. Listen, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you have to be able to move. you got to be able to adapt and and, and adjust. Adapt you or have die. To, you know? Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to get smacked in the face. You're like, what happened? True. I'm not built for this game. So, so uh, we, we definitely hit on a, uh, on a, on a tangent. But yeah, man. We're going to pass it back to you. That was that came from your case study number <laughs> it two. Yeah, it, it came out of the case study. Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. roll it back. You know what I'm saying. I, I hear you. Okay. We out there. Um, I so yeah, let's talk about your last book. My last book. Your last book. We're finally here, y'all. Okay. Holy Grail. Okay. Listen, man, my last book. This is the book that really changed my life. I know I said the last one changed my life, but this book taught me so much about myself and the world that we live in. Okay. Okay. This book is called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Have you read this I book, man? I have not read that book. Wow. He's, he's, wow. Okay. Okay. That's crazy. I have not read this book. That's probably why you're not that successful. Okay. He's <laughs> <laughs> taking personal shots here. Uh, so check this out, man. Uh, this book. Okay. I got a couple notes. Okay. Uh, so this helped, This book helped me become a little bit more nicer to people. Not to say that I was an asshole. You know how we was growing up. Yes. You know? Very uh, Or maybe it was a, a tad bit, right? But it helped me just understand the human race, people, yeah. right? It helped me um, to gain more empathy for people because everybody's going through something, right? But um, at, at, at a level, everybody is narcissistic right so there are some people that are super narcissistic that they don't give a fuck about how you feel ever they have like almost zero empathy towards people yeah right i had a level of empathy that was already there but this book like really like opened my eyes like man like if somebody's going through something and they take it out on you not to take it personally yeah right because you don't know what anybody's going through just like the call that you just had today, yeah. right? You don't know, like, he could have just got off the phone with his ex-wife. She's like, I'm taking the kids, right? And you had a call with him, and he's just being a dick to you, you know? You're never going to know what everybody's going through, you know? Some people might tell you, some people might not. But just to have that empathy for people as a whole, yeah. you know, it's like, 
I don't know, it was a great lesson for me. And just to understand that at some level, people care about themselves just a tad bit more than they care about you. Even <laughs> even the person that you're dating, you know, uh, might get some flack for this. Your wife, your husband, your your mom, your dad. Only you have 100% of your DNA. And you care about yourself just a tad bit, a little more than everybody else. Yeah. So you might put yourself in positions where it's going to benefit you and may not benefit other people. Gosh, right. You're going to take care of yourself a little bit better. Well, for the most part. Okay. <laughs> right. So help me understand, like, to really, to really listen to people, to really, like, care about what they're going through, to really, like, under, try to understand what's going on with them, try to give them what they want, make them, make them feel better, right? Um, and actually, actually listen, not do the actual, not do, this is what a lot of people do. Like you're talking and you're waiting for the next thing to say, like you're waiting for that, for me to pause and you're just like, okay, okay, now it's time for me to say the thing, but you didn't really listen to what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's crazy because actually conversations flow so much more better when you actually listen to that person and then, you know, have a response. Right. So anyways, this book, man. This book just really just helped me with myself to understand myself and just people as a whole. And when it comes to business or not business or just, you know, being on this earth, you know, everything is about people. Okay. Right. Everything. Business is about people. Yes, it's money. It is. But if you don't know how to deal with people, if you don't know how to deal with yourself, then you're not, you know, you're not going to win. Right. It's true. You know, just just to be more, just be more kind to people. <laughs> be more kind to people. I feel like this book, um, so it shows you how to help people get what they want. Okay. Um, so that you can get what you want. Not to say that you have an agenda, but you help people get what they want, and they feel good about themselves. Then uh, they might want to be your friend, right? I mean, how many friends do you have that? Um, you know, are hanging around you that hang around you just because for no reason. For what you can provide for them. Yeah, you know, everybody, like, you know what I'm saying? We're friends. Yeah. You provide value to me, I provide value to you. If it was ever one-sided, you know, you probably wouldn't call me as much. (laughs) Right? If it was just completely lopsided, right, you probably wouldn't call me at all. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. That book is dope. Listen, sounds like a dope book. It is. You gotta read it, man. I'm serious, bro. Like a lot of business people talk about it, business gurus. Like that's that book is usually like in the top five. Like no bullshit. It's in like the top five. You okay. gotta read it. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna pick it up. It help you be a better person. You're kind of a dick sometimes. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a I'm a good guy, man. I'm a good guy. <laughs> I'm a, I feel like you know. Or is it me? Is it what what I don't know, but. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm a good guy. You're a good guy, but I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, man, that book will, will change your life. I feel like everybody should read that book. Yeah. They got a newer version. It's called, um, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but I have it. It's like 97 Ways to Talk to People or something like that. It's about how to small talk and, and move past the small talk and actually listen to people and yeah. actually talk to people and care about them, you know. Um, yeah, it's like the, like the, I don't know, 
the modern version of Facebook. I feel like people need that because especially in the social media age, like people have no idea how to have conversations. That's crazy. Like how long do you have a conversation (laughs) before you pull your phone out? Usually uh, it's right away. Listen, I talk to an average of 50 strangers a week. Right? Yeah. I would probably say, man, I don't know, 80% of those people are with their phone out. We don't really have good conversations because they're on their phones. Yeah. Yeah. And then the 20%, we're actually like chopping it up. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Check it out. (laughs) Yeah, man. Now let's get. And finally. The the reveal. Finally, finally. Let's get. The reveal. Let's get to. The book that you mentioned that we've been sitting on, uh, or not been sitting on, for like a month now. I'm going to drop a spoiler alert and say that this book was actually mentioned already. Um, But if you haven't watched it this far yet, then you don't know that. So uh, the book that I was actually recommended by Chach. This guy. By this guy. This guy. By Chach. um, Give it up. actually uh, changed my life the most was... Product launched by Jeff Walker. Woo! Let's go. Let me hold on. Let me sip some tea. Let me hear about it. Yeah, so, uh, the reason why this book changed my life the most was not because it was like earth shattering information. It was just written in a way that was so well thought out and like just straightforward. And it's like, how do you build interest for a product or a service? And then sell that product or a service to someone else. Let's go. Without having any skill or any knowledge of how to okay. sell. Okay. But just having a talent. Okay, see, now you preach it. Yeah, so. Okay. The reason why this book changed my life, because I had learned all this stuff in business school. Yeah. Right? But it wasn't put together like this. It wasn't put in a straightforward path mm-hmm. from beginning to end on how to actually launch a product or service. Right. And then as I was reading the book, I started to notice that all these multi-billion dollar companies were doing the same thing. Were using his formula. They read his book. I know. This man has created so many That's millionaires and billionaires off of something so simple. It's like you got the person who's like, you know, they're they're an expert at something, but whenever they explain something, it's super complicated. Yeah. Right? And it's like the old saying that C students make the best teachers. Okay. So he was like, I don't want to disrespect him, but he was like that C student that was like, all this craziness out here, yes, this is all, all built together, but this is all you really need. Yeah. For from real. beginning to end. And I was like, Wow, this is this is amazing. This is amazing that you took all the stuff that I already know, but you you just cut it down. You cut it down into just only the important nuggets. Obviously, in the book, he, you know, he, he does some fluff, mentioning some of his students and stuff like that. But, like, to put all that together just was, like, amazing to me. I'm like, man, wow, like, I didn't even think about this. Mm. And it thought me, so it put together me, like, how to do, like, a launch, how to, how to, how to seed, how to get people interested in something, gauge their interest without them ever knowing that you're eventually going to sell them something. It's like, how do I, Say say you say you own a gym, right? Yeah. And you want to launch uh, an online version of your gym because you want to make more money, right? Your goal okay. is to not be at the gym every single day. Right. So you're like, how do I get an online program starting? Okay. So if you read Jeff Walker's product launch, that should be simple to you. He'll tell you exactly how to do it. He'll tell you exactly how to do it. 
And so basically what you do is you seed it. You go you go to your pre-existing customers, which is essentially your list. Yeah. And you're saying, hey, I'm thinking about offering this service. Okay. Are you guys interested? Cool. Like, don't tell them you're selling anything. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm interested. You get a certain number of people that say, hey, I'm interested in this. Okay. okay. Cool. Come back to them. Thinking about, so guys, remember that service I was talking about? Thinking about pricing it at, at this point. What do you think? What do you feel about that? How do you feel about this price? Hmm. Oh, I think this price is too high. Oh, I think this price is too low. I'd rather pay you this for it. Blah, blah, blah. Then you find a median price. Then out of nowhere, you come out of, oh, hey, guys, I just started, I just launched this new service. It's about this. It's going to cost this much. You guys sign up. You've already, you've already like planted the seeds. Right. So now you, you get them to buy it. You get them to try it. And then if they like it, then you can scale it because you already know. I mean, this is instead of just making a product out of nowhere, making a product out of nowhere, and 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 getting like a, you know, five thousand or fifty thousand products, and like I know this is gonna sell, yeah. this is a great idea, and then no one buys it. No one buys it. You sitting on this inventory, yeah. uh, and now you gotta file for bankruptcy. Exactly. Right. And so you just if you <laughs> you read that book, and so now you you know how to seed an idea. And get people interested in an idea before you ever sell anything so that when you do finally sell something, they already want it. Right. And then I'm like, man, that is, that is amazing. It's genius. Like, that is genius. Or just being able to just uh, go out there and uh, get cold traffic to bring them in, people who've never heard of your business before, by giving them value first. Yeah. Giving them something for free. You ever, you ever wonder why people are giving away free ebooks? All the time, free courses, because it's value, and also it's for you to get introduced to their brand, their yeah. business. See, if I go and knock on your door and ask you for money, will you give me money? No, no. But if I knock on your door and say, "Hey, listen, man, um, I was in the neighborhood and I got this really cool product, and I think you will like it here," Just and I get it. and I give it to you, and then I come back the next, I don't know, a week later and say, "Hey, uh, how would you like the product?" And you're like, oh, it was really good. Thank you so much. Well, I got a, I got a better version of that product or a different version of that product, and it's 19.99. You're going to be more likely to buy that product now. Because yeah. you're, you're engaged. You yeah. know that he's already given you value for free. I didn't ask anything from you. See, the problem is people are, are running out there trying to steal people's money. Well, not steal people's money. Or give people's money first without yeah. without catering to... The individual that they don't even know, yeah. right? No one knows about your business. No one knows about your brand. Why would they buy from you, yeah. right? But if I gave you some value first, you're more likely to might check out some of my stuff, especially if it was good, yeah. right? Not a lot of people know that. Yeah. So that book taught me it's crazy because I read that book first before I read Dot Com Secrets. So when I read Dot Com Secrets, I was like, wow, like it, it, like it. It definitely makes sense now. Like the the picture has just been it's just clear now. Like I should have read both of these books two years ago when my mentor told, <laughs> told me to. to. Right? Yes, I would have I would have probably saved I don't know, man, I would have saved well, I would have I would have made more sales. Yeah. I wouldn't have probably lost like two thousand dollars or more. Right? And um we could be somewhere else right now doing this podcast. Yeah. And somewhere in Barbados. <laughs> somewhere in Barbados. I don't even know where that is, but I I could be there. Yeah. It's you a, know. It's an island where uh Salem where Rihanna was born. Yeah, man. Uh she's the home. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Shout out to Rihanna. We go we go way back. I don't know her, but we I, go back. I, I don't know her, but I do know um 
her uh, her marketing guy. You do? Yeah. That's what's up. Met him a few years ago. Fun fact. Yeah. Uh, he's killed me. <laughs> he actually hit me up um, uh, last weekend, last Friday. Okay. So almost a week ago. Oh, so you know people now. I mean, we're not like best friends, but we yeah. met and we stayed in contact on link on sorry not LinkedIn but on Instagram. Okay. So he shot me a message like, "Oh, yo," he's like, "It's Friday, and get ready to go home early." Yeah. He's like, "I'm letting people, everybody in my office go home early." Cause um, yeah, he's his company. You know, obviously Rihanna is one of his clients, and that helped you know blow him up. And so he's running his own marketing agency uh, okay. up in LA. You should talk to him. Yeah. Let's go down to LA. Yeah. That would be dope. I need to reestablish that in a more I guess in a more professional way because we stay in contact, but it's more like informal. Yeah, it's more like okay, well, I see something you're working on that's dope. He sees something I'm working on that's dope, but okay. we didn't. We never really built a personal relationship. You might want to. Um, I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, and get into that. Yeah, he's a cool, dude. Though he's What's making up? a lot of money. Has his own office in LA. Tons of staff. Okay. Yeah, man. I would like to get on that one. Actually, I don't know if I want to get on that one. <laughs> <laughs> see, I do. I, I want. I don't. I don't really care much for marketing. Like I'm consulting, which kind of brings me to a point that we can. We might be to talk to talk about on a later episode. But okay, I actually had an idea because we didn't have it laid out for the next episode. Yeah, I got an idea. But if you got a better idea, we can swap those. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. So basically, the difference between a business consultant and just someone who just runs ads, and just someone who's a digital marketer. So I had a conversation with a company a couple of days ago, and they were talking to me. I think I mentioned it to you. Okay. They're talking to me about how they've been approached by all these digital marketing agencies mm-hmm. to to run their ads, and their approach was basically just to run ads. Like mm-hmm. they didn't have any like like how we're we gonna set up like case oh, yeah, like I remember you like saying that. yeah anyway how how we're we gonna test this like should how it's gonna affect the business. Mm-hmm. They don't because they don't know. They should have read the book. Yeah, but even if they read the book, right, they don't necessarily know how to tie this to long-term ROI. Like, what's the lifetime value of this customer? Like, all these things that you only learn if you're actually running a true business to tell them. It's like, hey, we're running this test case. We need to make sure we hit these points. And they were just, like, blown away. Not because I'm, like, some fucking genius, but it's because, like, they were just only listening to people who run ads. Like, they don't understand how this ad ties into the business long term. And once I was able to break that down for them, because they, they approached me as if I was just running digital and marketing digital ads, I was like, no, I'm a consultant. Like, I've been doing business consulting for a long time. Like, I'm not okay. just here to run your ads. Yeah. Like, I, you, I can do that for you if that's what you want. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to help you grow your business long term, not just run a few ads here and there. But how that's do what you do. Yeah, yeah. How do we structure your business? So that's the most successful it could possibly be. Okay. And so could definitely like touch on some of that maybe in a later talk in a later episode. And what would that what would that uh what would that topic be? It would just be like if you're if you're in this space and you're a digital marketer or whatever it is, just to take time and actually really know your space. Okay. Not just running ads for any old business, but like I wanna master this space. I want to know everything about this business line. So that way, if you're talking to somebody in your space and you're saying, hey, I, maybe your space is restaurants. Like, right. I know that, you know, this ad that we're running, you know, you're usually making, anytime someone comes in, you're making $15 per person that comes in, right? And you're averaging 200 people a day. 
Okay. So we need to run an ad that's effective for that space. Like you don't want to overspend if you're not bringing in enough people to match that. Right. So your margins are different. So you have to know that niche. You have to so know that niche. So you should probably pick one to two. Two max. And after you, know, after you master of... one, then grow into that next one. Okay. Because if I look that's at it That's what like I this, didn't do in the beginning. Yeah. So I look yeah. at it like if I... Like I really understand the sports space and the sports marketing space, right? I understand how much how much va- how much value you get out of this, right? So one of the guys that I was planning on doing business with who ghosted me, I understand that he makes a hundred and ninety seven dollars a month per person, and he's usually onboarding at this at his current rate. He's only onboarding you know two new people, three new people a month, mm-hmm. and he wants to get up to five new people a week. So based on that, we need to understand how much money we can spend on ads where it's still profitable to run that so that we can get him five new people per week. Right. How much does it cost to acquire at least how much does it cost to acquire one customer? Yeah. What's your new, what, how do we reduce your customer acquisition costs to make it profitable? Okay. And so that's what I wanted to give out there as advice for people who are running these businesses and running these marketing agencies. Stop running ads for everybody. Run. I mean, there there are companies that are already so big that it doesn't matter. But if you're small and you're just starting off, find a niche. Yeah. And understand that business more than just the ads. It's like gonna really help. understand. Yeah, it's gonna help you so much in the conversation. Not just the the business itself, but that space. Yeah. Like really understand that business and that's that that space at the same yeah. time. It's like if you're if you're like I said again in, in your it bleeds over into your niche, but if you're an online right. personal trainer, right, and you know that each time you bring somebody into your online program, it's twelve hundred bucks or fourteen hundred bucks for eight weeks or six weeks, whatever it is, but that's how much it, it that's how much money you're gonna make from that one person. Right. So if you wanna bring in five new people a week, or that's that's a lot, I mean you'd have to be really growing fast to do that. Okay. But if you want to bring in, let's say, five new people a month, right? You want to make an additional six, seven thousand a month. You need to be spending two to three thousand dollars a month on marketing, mm. because if you're not, there's no way you're going to make, you know, that six, seven thousand dollars a month. It's just not possible. It's crazy when you say that because uh, a lot of clients that I meet with, central clients, yes. um, I explain this to them, and they're like, "I'm not even trying to spend five hundred dollars." And it's right, ridiculous. and it's crazy. I, I remember, um, I won't say the company name. Uh, uh, I was working with a lawyer. Me and my business partner were working with a law firm, and um, they wanted Google Ad Space at the time. It was called Google Ads, right? Or Google AdWords. I'm sorry. Yeah. Now it's just called Google Ads. And um, you know, I had a software that 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 allowed me to look at competitors, their competitors, and see how much they were paying for keywords, right? So, after going through the numbers, their competitors were spending $1,500 a day on Google AdWords, right? They wanted me to spend $300 a month. (laughs) And I tried to explain to them that um, your customers are buying out the keywords that cost more, but they're very effective. The keywords that I have to buy now with your $300 budget won't go as far. People are really not typing. The thing is, I'm only good at what I do. I I research, 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 and I tweet, tweet, tweet. I still got them business, right? So kept them on as a client. 
for three months. Um, I think around three months, and then um, we came to the decision not to keep them on as a client. It was it was too much. Yeah, it was too much. I don't want to get into it, but it was best for our company not to keep them on as a client. Right. That's something you got to be aware of. So, I mean, I can go on and on forever, <laughs> but we don't want to dive too much into that until the next episode. So, so what is that the topic you want to talk about next week or what is it you want to talk about next I week? I wanted to talk about mentors. Mentors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. Um, I love, I love the topic we're talking about, but I feel like right now, early in this podcast, a lot of people don't, well, I mean, entrepreneurs are listening to this. Yes. Right. Um, or, or not. Right, maybe you know, it could be you know, your mom listening to it, <laughs> talking to ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, a lot of other people don't really understand the whole ad game, and they're not in the ad space. But at the same time, it's something that everybody needs to at least have like some knowledge if you're in the entrepreneur space and you're trying to run a business, right? So, um, uh, we'll flip a coin. I said we just talk about mentors. Okay, uh, so we're not going to flip a coin? No, why? Gonna... Let's talk about mentors. Okay. We can talk about that one next. Unless we come up with something better. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll talk about mentors. Because like, I feel like that other topic is going to be super heavy for for me. It's like, I, this is what I fucking do. Like, I, I'm okay. a business consultant, so I'm, I can really dive into that. You're going to get emotional. I could get emotional. I get, <laughs> that's just hard. But... <laughs> You it's know, the um, emotion uh, yeah, thinking of, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I can do all the emotions, but um, uh, I feel like it would just be, it might be too, too deep for our our users at this point. Okay, because I don't think everybody's at that level yet. That's what I was trying to. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Maybe in a later episode. In a later episode. When okay, we've, we've nurtured, you know, coddle, coddle, coddle our, coddle our uh, listeners to a certain point where they can really like take value out of that. Okay. Otherwise, you're like. Talking about lifetime value, customer acquisition costs, um, you know, measuring analytics on different ports of the funnel. It's like, what? Okay. What? What okay. does that mean? Yeah, I don't even know what you just said. So it's like, okay, let's let's yeah. let's let them grow with us over time, and then we can just jump <laughs> into that. Okay. So uh, mentors is definitely the so, easier. So, so topic. yeah, mentors is a much easier topic. <laughs> um, and it's extremely valuable to have a mentor. Yes. There are people out there that say, I don't have a mentor. I don't need a mentor. Um, listen, there's not one successful person who became successful by their damn self. Yeah. You hear me? I not heard. one. You know? Yeah. And there's mentors everywhere, even when you're not thinking about it. They're in your books. They're in your boss. That sucks because it teaches you how to not be that type of boss. They're, they're from uh, people that are not even alive anymore. That you read some of their old articles or some of, you know, they, you know, some of their, uh, biographies or mm -hmm. something like that right um they're in-person mentors there's internet mentors um they're your parents they're everywhere okay <laughs> i um i we we always disagree on this um i don't believe that um See? i believe exactly that what I'm about. a mentor is someone you have a personal relationship with okay that you don't pay mm. um you, I, I feel, I feel like there's other people that can influence you. You okay. can read, you know, past work of old people that can influence you. But a mentor is someone you can actually reach out and talk to when you need to. Okay. And they're not charging you; they're just there to help you. Okay. Um, 
so yeah, that's just the way I feel about it. Um, like whenever I say mentor, I mean someone I'm actually personally connected with, and they actually help me out with my business. Okay, so I see uh, we have two points of views on this one. Yeah, you know, I agree and I don't agree. I agree that's a form of mentor, you know, um, but that not all mentors are created equally. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, man. Next episode, I'm excited. We can talk about um, I guess uh, well, I can elaborate more about what I'm talking about, and then you can just kind of go all in on um the in person mentors. Right. All my mentors are people I know I have a personal relationship with. Okay. Okay. That's what's up, man. All right, man. I, listen, I think that wraps it up. I think that wraps it up. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we gave some books. Some books? Uh, hey, hey, man, can you, books. can you do me a favor? What can I do for you? Okay. Uh, can you do me a favor and maybe list some of these books in the description? You know, I, I feel <laughs> like uh, I keep having this conversation with you. You don't put anything in the description I that put, we said we're going to do. Uh, yeah, you know. You should put it in there. About that. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, man. Okay. <laughs> uh, so maybe, maybe. Maybe. Okay. All right. So, yeah, man, thank you guys for tuning in. Yes. <laughs> thank you for tuning, tuning in. in. Um, thank you for listening, for you guys that are listening. Thank you for watching. For the guys the guys and gals that are watching, watching. Um, please, let's, let's go off the list. Please like, subscribe on whatever platform that is. Um, leave a review. Help a review. If you like this episode and got any value, man, hit us up on social. Um, Broke Entrepreneur Podcast. Instagram, at Broke Entrepreneur Podcast. Uh, Facebook mm-hmm. at Broke Entrepreneur Podcast. Um, Alton, what is your what is your personal? We never told people the personal. What is your personal Instagram? I don't have one. I mean, I have one, but I don't want people to follow my personal Instagram. Okay, so let's not do that. Yeah. Okay, you can follow me. It's uh at Chot Silva. That's it. Follow me. I'm there. I might be. I might be opening it up to. I mean, it's a public Instagram page. I might be opening it up once I can do some cleanup. You know, okay. Of, I say a lot of crazy stuff, so we gotta yeah, make sure I man. clean that up. I say stuff too, but you already know. Yeah. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Okay. Um. Or you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys. Yes. Uh. And uh. See you next time. All right. Peace. Peace.